This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me this afternoon. Renette Marburg on Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. on my program called Rise. And this week, I am going to continue talking about trauma. After my program last week, um, I realized that uh, I, you know, I tried to finish as much as of it, of it uh, as I could, um, but then I got so much feedback, and uh, people said to me, "Please, please continue the topic because I hadn't touched on post-traumatic stress either." Um, so I'm just going to share a short testimony of my, of what has transpired in my year um, since April last year. I just thought it would be a good idea, and um, as I said last week, we started talking. Talking about trauma, and this is this I think is applicable to our us as a nation right now, as well as the individual. I think everybody has been uh, affected in some way uh, with the COVID emergency disaster uh, phase that we've been through, as well as uh, been personally um, affected in our personal lives. So I'm going to definitely continue with this uh, topic this uh, this week. Um, and I just and strange enough, we actually uh, did a course. I did a course uh, last year on on trauma and uh, you know on emergency um, uh, psychology and first aid on uh, the psychology uh, psychological effects of um, being a, a first-time responder and you know possibly maybe this will help you as well because I think we all responders to some form of uh, trauma at, at one point or another if it's now uh, you know to be there for a family member that has passed away for family members that have passed away or somebody that's lost a job or you know whatever trauma that they've experienced but first of all let us listen to your love defends me Matt Mahar and we will listen to that first of all, and then we'll continue our conversation because I think we've got lots to share right now. Enjoy. You're listening to Rise on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Well, that was Matt Maho with Your Love Defends Me. And that is the wonderful, perfect God that we serve. And as I said, uh, I'm just going to give you a short, brief uh background of uh, the reason why I'm dealing with trauma right now is that um, I realized that so much happens um, at the moment. You know, we've all been through something this year, uh, you know, being affected by the national disasters that we've had um, and still ongoing for different reasons. Um, and I would like us just to understand the psychological first aid um, when it comes to actually 
being there for other people um, when you're going through something um, and something very traumatic. And, you know, it could mean, uh, you know, there's different ways of responding to, uh, you know, disasters. I just want to mention the fact that I just want to go back to what we d discussed last week was about trauma. And um, I just gave a little bit of my testimony of what transpired with me in this year. Um, I, you know, from from the beginning of last year, uh, 2020, um, we had quite a scare with my daughter. Uh, she she had a uh, you know with her pregnancy, and then uh, we both we all got COVID, uh, the the long COVID, and that lasted until March. And it was quite traumatic for us, and we had really, really difficult times as a family. And then, uh, you know, faced death in the process. And then on the 8th of April last year, I got uh, stabbed in my home. Uh, first of all, on the 29th of March, they broke, tried to break into my home. And, uh, and then on the 8th of April, uh, I got stabbed in my home. And then... After that, after coming back from hospital, um, trying to get through that, I, and I got a punctured lung, so that was compromised my lung in the first place, and I just got over COVID. That was not fun, and then we, uh, and then with trying to deal with just that, I got bro uh, got broken into five, six times after that, um, again. So, but in that time, I had been working with uh, gangsters. Not that they were the reason. They were not, but you know how the enemy comes and brings fear. Um, because I'm a, I'm a social psychologist and I was working in the areas where we were dealing with some gangster, gangsters and trying to get them rehabilitated, which we had wonderful success in, all glory to the Lord. And um, obviously people thought that it was that way related and, you know, but the enemy just came to just try to bring fear into my life. I really believe it was an, an, a, a, an attack um, on, you know, just to try and stop me from working amongst um, our communities. And that has not stopped me. Up until yesterday, we did a outreach and we had awesome, 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 awesome response of um, really people struggling with uh, life at the moment um, in our communities that are really, are, um, impoverished and a crime and you know a lot of lot of issues in the in their areas and God was so all glorious and so many of them gave their lives to the Lord yesterday so it hasn't stopped me and uh, but I want to tell you uh, and then um, as I as as I was trying to get over that I got COVID again and we I nearly lost my life on several occasions the, th uh, the second time around and I spent the whole year being ill and uh, could do a little bit of consulting work here and there um, but at the end of the day I suffered huge losses I lost my co contracts with my work I lost my lost uh, you know um, financially I had huge setbacks uh, you know, uh, and this is just reality. This is now not, I'm not seeking any sympathy or anything like that. I just want to talk to you about what I can relate to of in the, what most people have transpired, what has happened in this year. And, you know, battle to get on my feet and, you know, my, you know, the post, and we don't understand post 
COVID symptoms either, where you get the brain fog, it takes months for your brain to start functioning again, getting over that exhaustion that you cannot, you don't understand where it comes from. And especially if are you that, if you know, if anybody knows me, most people that do know me, I'm a real get up and go person. Um, I'm not a person that likes to lie in bed. I'm not a person that likes, I'm a real, um, you know, whatever happens to me yesterday is over and done with get up and and I really really honestly struggled in this year um, to try and get myself back on my feet mentally emotionally physically um, the exhaustion that kept on me obviously with my lungs being compromised so I never actually dealt with because of, of the COVID last year I never actually dealt and and considering that I've got um, the tools and I know what to deal with when it comes to trauma um, you actually don't see to yourself. Like they say, often they say a hairdresser's hair, you would never say she's a hairdresser when you look at her hair. Um, and, you know, or a mechanic's car is never really 100%, um, but he fixes other people. So what we end up doing as uh, the human nature is that we don't look after ourselves in the process of any form of trauma. And this is what I'm trying to highlight in um, in our um, discussions today is that how do we actually um, offer help because you know often we don't even help ourselves and then we want to rescue the rest of the world and be there for them and when we look again our adrenal um, uh, our adrenal glands cannot top up at any point of time because we keep tapping them with everybody and the world's issues and politics and laws and all the adjustments that are happening in um, society right now is that you know wearing masks not wearing masks so it's continuously juggling juggling times juggling children juggling uh, health having things hovering over us that is uh, unnatural totally unnatural we are having fires we are having uh, floods we are having um, farm uh, you know mo- uh, situations um, it's continuously 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 a lot of information a lot of emotional Im- information and yes and as believers you know we we have the the most important tool is our Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that comes alongside you and he wavers life with you and as he says in Psalm 23 is that I will walk through the values of the valley of um, death with you so he doesn't always we often just say Lord please just take us out of this I just want to pack up and leave I just want to go to another country and unfortunately the world is in a mess right now um, if you look at the chaos and we know that every generation goes through these unprecedented times Um, you know it was the swine flu then it was the Spanish flu and then it was world wars and every generation goes through something so how do we um, cope and adapt in these times and what do we accept and what don't we accept um, there comes a time where we can only accept what is can be changed and what cannot be changed so I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, um, different kinds of reactions that we uh, often have to different uh, to disasters um, we have a normal reaction we have an in- individual panic I had a little bit of a panic having to deal with this topic uh, because, you know, at the the end of the day, I didn't realize now that my brain is healed, uh, you know, just due to some 
great advice from my sister. Um, it really helped me with the COVID, getting the brain fog away. Um, and uh, suddenly my brain started working. And I felt clear. I could last the whole day without feeling absolutely fatigued beyond words. And uh, suddenly the impact of the stabbing came up and I started having nightmares and I started having incredible um, um, visions of being afraid of being at home. And I mean, that is not me. I have got no fear. Um, you know, I, I, my, my children will say to me, Mom, you always have led a risky life. And it's not be out of being negligent, but just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm up for doing what I need to do and um, worry about it later. But at the end of the day, we are not looking after ourselves. And the fact that I never actually even went through counseling on any level for any of what happened to transpire, thinking that I know everything and that's what we often do, um, even as uh, as managers, um, uh, we uh, and managers, doctors, nurses, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, pastors, worship leaders, uh, youth leaders, um, and we and counselors, counselors. I mean, we even counseling so much so much more now and even all that trauma that of of our people that we counsel all comes with 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 something and then we have to work that out and carry i mean we are all human at the end of the day and what is happening around us and we we think we know everything only god knows everything and this is where we need to focus on who we where we spend our energy and our time in getting the resources and the answers to what the Lord wants us to do and how to navigate our lives through his word first and foremost. And yes, uh, we have to do these certain things that happen. Uh, you know, we have the depressive re uh, reactions, we have extreme active reactions, and then we have corporal reactions and corporal is obviously um when we have when nations get affected and communities get affected um but we will talk about that because 10 percent of the victims that suffer psychological suffer psychological disorders and that can come in different forms it can come in post-traumatic neurosis and transitory emotional disorders in children grief and depression and i think we've all had some of it Somewhere, many of us have had that in our lives. Somewhere, uh, we can earmark a, a disaster or a, a, something that is really uh, that triggers us off into these different kinds of emotions. Um, you know, we can even go as far as back as our from childhood, and then suddenly you start having behavioural patterns coming out in your adulthood. And um, we, I have got many things that have triggered me off from uh, things that happened to me in my childhood, um, which is uh, which was very traumatic. And uh, you know, and I started acting it out and having uh, those kind of problems when I. Uh, in my in my adulthood and came and it showed specifically in my in my marriages and uh, that's where we make mistakes and wrong decisions and choices for ourselves and that is where I decided in my old age to go and study social psychology and it was so profound because it sorted me out it made helped me make better choices for my life so it's never too old to be great and to learn something so um, please uh, 
just take on anything and you know what often can be what leads you to your dis- your your calling um you know how many of us have had uh, something traumatic happen to us and with either a beautiful book has come out of it or a ministry has come out of it or um our testimony is always something that the lord uses um uh I had I heard something by Steve Harvey the other day when he said, uh, "We can always know that a promise comes out of our acts of um, adversity, and the Lord has always a plan uh, in our adversities that happen in our lives that leads us to either get up and go and go and do something and live life to its the fullest when we when we get given a second chance." And uh, so I just want to encourage you that, uh, you know, I'm going to give you some, uh, you know, first aid kits, a little bit of information on how to deal with it and some myths and realities of uh, trauma um, straight after this. But we're going to listen to uh, Gulom and Jean. Uh, This is our worship. I haven't heard him in for ages. Uh, So I loved uh, him in my younger days. Uh, So let us listen to what they've got to sing for us right now and this is our worship and I need to share with you how to worship in uh, these difficult times that we are going through so enjoy Rise with Raynette Myberg, Finding God's Truth for the Way Forward Together Good afternoon and thank you for joining us on this beautiful day um, it's Renette Mayberg on 7 to 9 a.m. on my program called Rise on Cape Pulpit and I just want to encourage you to please uh, Look at our Facebook page. We have so much activity happening there. I want you to interact with us on WhatsApp on 0817291657. And our Telegram number is the same, 0817291657. If you want to know anything about our programs or anything that you'd like to communicate, prayer requests, anything that you'd like to say to us, please Please, please, please connect with us. We'd love to know uh, who you are. And uh, the fact that you're listening will be wonderful as well. Um, if there's any comments that you need to make or any of our guests. So please contact us on those WhatsApp numbers and the Telegram number. And our SMS number is also 37988. And our Facebook is uh, Cape, uh, 729 Cape Pulpit. And we have a counseling department um, where you can press 21 triple o option one and often we don't realize we uh, sometimes it's just a call away that you need some help i remember i'm going to unfortunately mention uh, i need to honor them uh mention that when i got saved i I was in a very very difficult uh, situation and i just called out to uh, ccfm on on the phone and i will never ever forget the prayer that that lady put uh, it's uh, said over over my life it changed my life and my life has never been the same so please reach out to us there are options that we can help you and direct you um, into the way you need to go so it is 0219177000 option one and uh, please seek the help that you need i just want to encourage you that we uh, we've just enjoyed freedom day 
And, uh, you know, we need to understand that these are the times that we are trusting for freedom. And the only freedom at the moment, as we look around, we cannot see it and we cannot feel it. So we're all in a traumatic state of emergency and trauma uh, in some way or the other. And But the only freedom we have is in Jesus Christ. And I just want to share something with you where he, you know, we uh, just before the um, break, we had a wonderful, uh, I just was just sharing about the wonderful work that the Lord did with me in this year, in spite of all the trauma and the post-traumatic stress that I went through, um, through the troubles that I had. Um, but I kept on holding on to the word. Um, there were friends of mine that passed away and I, I had questions that I asked, said, Lord, why did you keep me alive? And why did my friends go? And why did my friends die? And, um, you know, so many things happened and I nearly lost my daughter in the time in, in the process and my grandchild and yes Lord you know what is what is going on what is going on but in Exodus 23 verse 20 to 27 he says see I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared pay attention to him and listen to what he says do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites and Jebusites and I will wipe them out. Do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and your water. I will take away sickness from among you and none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a fulfilled life span. I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. And this is where we find so much happening in our world today is that we are struggling with what we hear, all the information. Should we listen? Shouldn't we listen? Should we? How? The Lord says, you just, I have sent an angel ahead of you. And he is there to, f we just need to trust and obey him. And we cannot rebel against his word. We cannot talk against his word. So if whatever is happening around us and it doesn't come into full alignment with his word, we need to understand, uh -uh, we need to listen to what he has got to say to us and how we can navigate. Because this word is a perfect manual for us to go through things and, um, understand that you know even when I had moments where I lived I nearly died um, facing death by the minute um, and the Lord said no I am the breath of life you I and he kept on scriptures just kept on coming through me coming through a, like a movie in front of me and this is where we can trust the word at all times and he says um, unless the Lord builds the house uh, builds the house. The, 
sorry, they labor in vain, and who build it? Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And this is where we need to understand. We need to place our trust in him. He says in Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 8, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. And as I said earlier on, we think we know everything. God is the only all-knowing God. And he is the one that knows exactly how to, how to direct our paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh. Health. We need to listen, not listen to the evil of this world. We need to year we need to depart from evil and fear the lord if we fear him it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones is that not an incredible uh, promise and this is where you know that lean not on your own understanding that came up when i went into this perfect peace in the in while i was being attacked the lord just gave me that verse actually um I have to, again, mention the person that just his face came up and it uh, was Mugheng Mugheng, Justice Mugheng Mugheng. And he came, his face came up and he said, go into the perfect peace beyond your understanding. And I calmed down immediately. And once that, uh, that came over me, I felt no pain until I got to the hospital when obviously, the, you know, the... Uh, my adrenaline had died down a bit but in that time I did not panic I did not I screamed but I did not have a fear coming over me I had perfect peace and if I had struggled any further um, the, the doctors would the, uh, the professors at the hospital said um, I would have I would have died because my it was one one literally one literally three millimeters away from my um, main artery uh, where I got stabbed and, uh, you know, I would have bled out. So the fact that the Lord actually came in and intervened, immediately intervened, because he knew the danger. So he sent an angel before me, which was at that point, <laughs> Justice Mugheng Mugheng, where he came up and he said, come into this perfect, his face came up and he said, go into this perfect peace and beyond your understanding. And I did. And I stopped. And even the, the paramedics said, oh, my goodness, you are so calm. And I said, the Lord showed me I need to be calm. And I didn't know why. And once I did the x-rays, it was like straight to hospital, the whole works. But that is God. That is our perfect God that we serve. So I just want to just give you some um, myths and realities. But at the end of the day, um, we need to be very careful when we um, come alongside people. Uh, and uh, I just want to give you some tips of when somebody has gone through a death, has lost a family member or an accident or because um, we all we all uh, respond differently to other people. Um, you know, what might be uh, mild to you and say, okay, don't worry, I can get myself another job. But when you've lost your job or you've been retrenched for whatever reason, um, it is very traumatic for somebody else and they go into 
deep, deep, deep suicidal depression and cannot sometimes come out of it. So we cannot be critical and we cannot force somebody else's grief on anybody else. But after this, I'm going to quickly give you, we can, oh, your time flies. Uh, we're going to listen to Michael W. Smith, Ag Ag Agnes Dayer, and we, sorry, my voice is going, um, but we will uh, continue with this conversation and just give you a few tips straight after this. Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. with Renette Myberg, finding God's truth for the way forward together. Oh, wow. One of my favorite songs of all time. I tell you, I was worshiping here in the studios, and I can tell you now that song has carried me through many, many traumatic times. And that is where I want to teach you to please, please worship in your adversity. Worship Him. Uh, get up and pray and thank Him and be grateful for the second chances um, in, this, in these times. But I just want to give you some tips on how to respond to somebody that is going through some trauma, even if it's in, straight after an, exa uh, an accident or losing somebody or losing a job even or going through a divorce. There are so many forms of trauma that we go through. Children, domestic violence, um, there is a a responsibility that we need to need to take so you know we're not all psychologists and we're not all counselors but as a, the, a human being I would like to just give you a, a few tips that you can do just understand when somebody is going through something as avoid being critical do not judge or preach uh, many things happen sometimes when you to blame or you the reason for an accident or a divorce or something that happens uh, do not av avoid being critical do not judge or preach to have an attitude of listening responsibly we need to listen uh, at, to our victims um, that are going through these things. It says, to listen means to freely let the other person speak. To listen means to perceive context as well as emotions. To listen requires sensitivity. To listen helps to establish trust between the parties. And um, to listen allows the one who speaks to relax to listen, keeping direct visual contact. Um, there are different ways where, um, you know, general basic practices or guidelines for behavior. And often we need to, especially with children, we might find that we have to take certain um, actions. It says to eliminate or reduce hyperactivity. The person generally performs many activities without completing any of them. The person can be very critical or conflictive or even impatient. Assign some activities to the person which are low in complexity. And it says also when it comes to a child, you might have to hug that child. And um, so we need to understand that each one responds differently to another situation. But I want to give you some myths of um, what people go through and, you know, the, the kind of response that we need to take. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we often think, okay, um, the myth of violence and aggression do not happen often um, at shelters. The reality is um, most of the studies show an increase or violent behaviors and an excessive use or abuse of alcohol and other 
psychiatric uh, substances. Um, you know, there are other things that we often um, realize that we are, uh, you know, we would love to give advice. It says don't give advice because if you're not equipped for the advice, direct them to the to the way that they need to go. Um, you know, uh, just gent- be gently. Uh, not everybody thinks that they've got a problem or they don't think it's so severe. You need to be there and walk them, walk the road with them, and do and give them. Uh, don't give unnecessary advice that uh, you know you might think that uh, you the example. Uh, sometimes we put ourselves in as an example and say, yes, this happened to me, and then, you know, and think that they're going to respond the same way. No, it doesn't happen all that way. Even though our testimony is our testimony, it doesn't mean that that person's going to get up from the situation the way you did. So you always have to listen responsibly because that will give you an indication. Is this person suicidal? Is this person grieving to such an extent that depression and uh, is coming on? And, all, you know, we just need to listen. And it says, uh, do not excessively emphasize the positive aspects. Sentences such as, it could have been worse, can be um, counterproductive. And because at that moment, it is the worst thing that has happened to them. Um, and, you know, uh, it's often, even with a stabbing, uh, many people have said, yes, well, you know, you've been given a second chance and you could have been killed, you know, you didn't die. And yes, it was, uh, you know, I could have taken it differently. I go, I said, thank you, Lord, I've got a second chance. But what if I didn't, um, you know, take that uh, that attitude? So he says, do not minimize the fact the sense, sentences like nothing's happened tends to be negative. You know, sometimes we uh, foresee what could have, should have, you know, could have happened. Um, if, you know, we did this, something else would have happened. We often look at a situation and say, sure, you know, if, you know, that could have happened. And that doesn't help because sometimes we just, in a moment, uh, that tra- that trauma still comes. Sana, you nearly just missed an accident. And that trauma still uh, leaves a, a, a scar and uh, still triggers off. And you, I mean, at one stage I was caught uh, without my driver's license. And every time I see a traffic officer, I go into a cold sweat. And even though I, I, you know, he didn't find me, um, still that triggered every time I saw a traffic officer. So I'm just giving you an example um, of the, you know, a, a super a superficial example of what triggers some things off at at the end of the day. So um, and it says that do not joke. Um, irony can be offensive or counterproductive. Um, it says do not dramatize. If the person cries, the aide doesn't need to also do it. Uh, sometimes we get very emotionally involved. Uh, we need to be strong there for them um, and just hide your emotions. Yes, it might be difficult. It might be, uh, you know, you might have another person that has passed away uh, as well. But when it comes so close, try and be uh, be strong. For the, for them and uh, you know so it says but do not deceive the victim either and uh, so do not pretend um, you know a lot of people say no you know they're only going to tell them later on that somebody has died in an accident or um, you know because it might be too too um, traumatic for them to receive rather be honest 
so that they know what they're dealing with right from the beginning and then you can know how to navigate them by their reactions and their responses. It says, do not favor the attitude of blaming himself. Many people, as I said earlier on, we often blame our situations uh, for enticing um, uh, uh you know, in a car accident or a divorce or, you know, and we end up having so many regrets, but needing to be there uh, with an attitude of, come, let's walk with you through this. Uh, it says, do not act defensively. And, uh, and then it says also, do not favor direct dependency of the affected with the aider. So, you know, sometimes we as aides, we want to make empty promises that we cannot keep. Um, and some people become dependent on that. I had recently a situation like that. And I suddenly realized these people are depending on me much more and much more and much more. And I suddenly had to find a boundary line, which can be very difficult to do. So I just want to encourage you as um, uh, you know, when you come in contact with a family and friends and uh, or even at an accident or the first person to respond, try and listen to where the person is before you start giving advice and doing some certain things that shouldn't be uh, done. So I would like you just to uh, be encouraged in this time. The Lord says to us, uh, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In Isaiah 41 verse 10 he says, and then in Jeremiah, one of my favorite verses 29 verse 11 for I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and of and a hope so I just want to quickly pray with you before we go to come to an end uh, we've got Gilmer Standard joining us later on with the news so I have to keep on moving um, so that we can um, know that he is Lord. So I just want to pray with you now uh, to live free from worry. He says, Father, I thank you that I have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of your dear son. I commit to live free from worry in the name of Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. I humble myself under your mighty hand, that in due time you may exalt me. I cast the whole of my cares, and then you can name them if you would like as you are sitting there, all my anxieties, all my worries, all my concerns, and for all on you. Your care for me, you care for me affectionately and care about me watchfully. You sustain me. You will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved and made to slip, fall or fail. Father, I delight myself in you and you perfect that will be that which concerns me. I cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of you and I bring into capacity every thought of to the obedience of Christ. I lay aside every weight and the sin of worry which does not try so easily to beset me. I run with patience the race that is set before me, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Amen.
Amen. And we will meet with you next week. I have got a lovely month coming up on uh, educational. I'm going to have some educational psychologists in the studio with me. And we're going to talk about our children and uh, the struggles that they have at school. So just uh, please stay tuned. And next week we're going to have wonderful guests in our studio. And have a wonderful blessed week further until we meet again. God bless you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.